Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19. All new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. begins now man happy hump day yes make sure you get out there and do some humping this is motorcycle madhouse morning mayhem on wmmrdb rockford baby we're gonna be covering some biker news and some debate and all that good stuff remember this is segment one of motorcycle madhouse morning mayhem you can go directly to our radio station at 8.30 a.m. or after this segment ends over on MotorcycleMadhouseRadio.com. There you get the uh, uncensored version of the radio show. And boy, oh boy, thanks for all the listenership around the world. It is really appreciated when it comes to that radio station, man. I thought it would take some time to get it up and running, but... Damn, did that surprise the hell out of me. We got all kinds of rock music over there, man. 80s, 90s, all the way up to now that we're playing. We got the 420 show over there at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time. That's where you bring your goodies to the show, and we all have fun. Puff, puff, pass, baby. Uh, then uh, Monday through Friday, I'm thinking about doing just a you know, regular old show uh, at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Play some music, DJ it, have some fun with you guys. Thanks for uh, downloading the Xeno app uh, to listen to the station. If you haven't done so, download Xena app on Google Play and iTunes. And all you have to do is... Uh, Hit follow Motorcycle Madhouse and boom, we're there. You to listen to us at work, uh, the whole nine yards. I think you'll love it. So today we're gonna be talking about, and it's actually a great debate question. You know, uh, I see where these younger kids are coming from, where they don't want to get involved in decade beefs and all that type of stuff. I guess it's the main topic uh, happening right now is if clubs should all get along. And, uh, you know, there's other people out there with their opinion, and I have mine, uh, but we're different generations and stuff the way we think. Uh, I guess that's the way it works, man. The guys uh, older gets older, and the younger get younger. Uh, <laughs> what was that thing off of uh, Days and Confused? Uh, I get older, and they stay the same age. <laughs> so let's start out this little debate and boy do I got a rant coming up in this show. I am so sick of the feds and the newspapers using clubs in their propaganda machine when they did nothing wrong. Nothing wrong and it has to do with a club out in Buffalo uh, that some people uh, from the outlaws work at this establishment and they just put them in the newspaper just because, you know, they were employed there. And I think that's bull. 
but that's horse poopy, man. That's horse poopy. Let's go to our debate question real quick here. And this is from Elaine Hollywood. Listen, man, most of the people that were involved with the past killing and wars with clubs are now either dead or too old. The new member or new club members don't have the beef except what we were told. Sorry, man, gotta disagree with you, and I agree with the other guy. This is totally different world compared to 20 plus years ago. If we don't come together and lay down our arms, all clubs will be outlawed. Can you imagine the power if clubs came together? To me, it's come together or plan for the end. That's some apocalyptic uh, type of message right there. As far as most of the people that were involved with the past killing and wars with the clubs are either dead or too old, that is horse poopy. A lot of them are still alive. A lot of them 40 and 50 year old members or not year old, but 50 year members in their respective clubs. One thing that nobody takes into account and, you know, I guess that's, a, you know, an American thing where we only think about ourselves when it comes to specific issues. What you're not being told when you're talking about all of us coming together, it's hard enough in the United States to do that. Then you got the worldwide platform. Most of these bigger clubs, the top five, have chapters all over the world. It ain't just the United States. It's all over the world. Now, when there's a beef, say, in Europe, somebody from one club gets killed by another, guess what? That right there puts everybody in one deal. That means whoever killed that dude is now the enemy. That's the way it works, man. This ain't a national deal anymore. This is international type of stuff. And you got to understand that one part of the world affects the other. Now, there are deals where it's a lot different in Australia. You know, you had a major one percenter club here break ties with uh, them and... <laughs> That was the best decision ever freaking made because they're crazy out in Aussie, man. My crazy Australians, uh, they're more into banging than they are anything else, riding bikes. Uh, they're called Nike Bikies. It's funny shit the way they call stuff over there. But anyway, uh, when you have an organization that's worldwide, you all share that common deal uh, together. So it's just not gonna be okay. We all need to get together and tree hug here in the United States and forget everybody else uh, worldwide that's wearing our same patch and stuff. It ain't gonna happen, man. That's why it's almost impossible for it to happen because now you're on an international scale. Uh, the new club members don't have the beef except what we were told. Well, you got to understand, when you're coming into that club, man, uh, the older members been there, done that. Uh, you might not have a beef, but the organization as a whole does. It's just not the individual uh, that's going to change something like that. Uh, when you're in a bigger club, man, there's all kinds of levels that you got to do uh, that change anything. That's where the impossibility comes. And then you got, uh, again, the international dealing. Uh, this is a totally different world compared to 20 plus years ago. You got that damn right. 
Uh, lots changed now, and it's not for the good. I can tell you that, man. A lot of PC crap, a lot of uh, stuff that you see now would have never happened 20 years ago. Uh, a lot of the stuff where they talk about protocol, uh, you know, and again, that stuff is a, you know, regional type of deal. Uh, it, it, what works there is not going to work here, and what works here is not going to work there. That's just the way it is. And everybody knew that type of stuff. Uh, but now all the lines are blurred. You got bikers that actually support cops. I never thought that would ever happen. And it's happening today, man. You know, you even got some clubbers that would say, uh, well, you know, they do their job. And, you know, they got a hard job. And I sit there and look at them all cross-eyed like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you know, where is the line at, man? We never crossed that line. And now it's like the line don't exist. It was a race. And you're right. It is not the same uh, as it was 20 years ago, but you still have the same problems you did 20 years ago. You got to remember when people talk about getting along and coming together, there were some heavy hitters within these clubs that have tried it. And every time they came together, it didn't last more than a year or two. It was right back to where it was because you got human nature, man. Human nature comes in, and when, you you know, clubs are like a tribal type of deal. Uh, when somebody gets hurt within your tribe, you don't let it go. You keep on going, move forward. You get the other guy. That's how it works. But there's been uh, giants of men, uh, J.R. Reed from the Sons of Silence, uh, even George Christie that uh, from the Angels tried to get everybody together. You know, he had a freaking uh, big balls, man, going by himself to talk to Taco Bowman during the rough period. Uh, but they were all trying to get it uh, together back then. And you're going to sit there and tell me that uh, everybody can get along if they try, blah, blah, blah. Uh, NCOM, you got NCOM, but that's more of clubs, you know, coming together to fight some of these laws that they're trying to pass or, you know, fight some of the uh, profiling deals. But when it comes down together, you know, <laughs> proof it is in the pudding, man. It's a tribal deal. So, yeah, it's not the same as it was 20 years ago. I can tell you the thinking isn't. And it's kind of a shame sometimes. If we don't come together and lay down arms, all clubs will be outlawed. Well, that might be the case uh, where it's happened in Europe. I believe Denmark was one of them. But Europe and the rest of the world don't have what we have. We got a constitutional republic. We got a constitution where the First Amendment allows everybody to gather uh, as they wish or associate with who they wish. Yes, they uh, Rico de Mongos, a whole damn club. They were trying to take away their patch, their identity. That didn't work. It's all, you know, it's going in front of the appeals where I think all the way up the line, if it ends up in the Supreme Court, uh, they're going to strike that down in a heartbeat. Because if you start banning one organization, then you got to ban another, then another, and another. And, you know, your logic here is saying that if all clubs don't come together, they're going to be outlawed. Well, you know, you bring up some of these domestic groups like, uh, you know, Come on, the KKK or something like that. 
they haven't outlawed them, and they're so you got they got some mean ass history. But you still still see them protesting in front of courts. Uh, you know they've done a lot worse stuff than clubs ever have done. But to say you know if the clubs don't come together, they're gonna all be outlawed. You know that's just you know that's something we heard back in the freaking early '90s, man. It's not gonna happen. There's too many freaking uh, safe uh, uh, breaks in our uh, system where that's not gonna happen. Uh, can you imagine the, the power if the clubs came together? Uh, to me, it's come together a plan for the end. What kind of power are you talking about? Now, if they actually had something like a uh, the five families do, like the commission, if you're into that type of stuff, you got to remember, when you say clubs come together, first you got to address the past. Secondly, there's going to be a power struggle regardless. How are you going to have all these clubs come together to try to work together? Who's going to lead them? Who's going to lead them? All of them are alpha males. All of them are in charge of armies. And meaning armies, meaning a lot of guys. Who is going to take the lead? Do you think that uh, one club's going to take orders from uh, another club do you think it's going to co-mingle or something no or well well you know they form a commission and nobody's a leader it don't work that way it didn't even work that way with uh the new york crime families there's always a leader and what's different between the outfit and bikers is the outfit is set up a different way than clubs are Clubs vote on everything. That's why I laugh every time somebody calls them a gang, because they don't have a structure of a gang. They don't. They have a bunch of rotten apples that go out there and screw it up for everybody else. Thousands of times I said it, that it's basically rogue members that cause the problems. When I covered the Pike and Portillo uh, deal, they were putting reforms in place to combat that stuff. They were throwing people out left and right who were drug dealing because they didn't want the attention. That was the, I, I love how you said, this wasn't your father's banditos. Because, yeah, in a sense, you got to evolve with the times. Meaning, you got to be more careful what the hell you're doing. If you're going to get into that type of business, you got to bring it more underground than ever before now because of the technology. Does that mean it's going to stop? No, it's not going to stop because now you're a part of an international club. And if somebody over in, uh, say, Spain, like I said earlier, pops somebody from the other side, guess what? You're all in it together. That's what that patch means. Yes, there's different cultures around the world. But that one thing that binds everybody together is that patch and the bylaws. Bylaws is what bonds everybody together. Yeah, generations go. And will it ever happen? I don't think so, man. Not, not in my lifetime. Uh, I don't, you know, maybe as it becomes more PC, I guess. I don't know. But then you have the problems of 
where other countries, if they see you weak, then they start taking it. Then there's the power struggle within. There's so many variables that you got to think of that nobody talks about. It's not laid out the way it should be laid out. Yeah, it's great for somebody to say, hey, we all need to get along. If not, uh, you know, this is the kind of problems we're going to have. And yeah, independents suffer from it. Motorcycle profiling, uh, you know, you suffer from it. I get it. I know that. I'm hoping that laws are passed here in Illinois against that. There is already in four states. But does that mean that you got to be naive? No, it doesn't mean you got to be naive. The only way that you can come to say something like, you know, what I just read is you got to be informed, man. You got to know all the moving parts when it comes to something like that. Now, you think if J.R. Reed or even George Christie and some of the others that were out there pushing for this piece, if you think that somebody now could actually pull it off, where these other guys didn't, these legends, more power to you, but I think that's uh, just ignorance right there, thinking that type of stuff. Because if them boys couldn't pull it, you guys ain't going to do it, man. Uh, and those were the times when it was really happening, man. That's when it was really going down. It was no joke back then. And I guess that's where you guys say, well, things have changed. It's not 20-plus years ago, which, yeah, I guess it isn't. But at the same time, things always stay the same. That's my uh, two thought cents on that. I appreciate you guys uh, sending that in. And it's a good debate point, man. It, you know, it really is a good debate point. But you got to remember also, you know, when you give... Uh, your opinion on something like this, know that you have to know everything that's going on and why it can't happen. Well, you know what? The United States right now, and not to get political and stuff, been in the Middle East where people have been killing each other for thousands of years and thinking they're going to change something and make it peaceful. That's the same way with clubs, man. Uh, once you get worldwide, you got a whole lot of stuff happening. Uh, but anyway, let's go to this story right here. And this comes out of Buffalo, New York. And this is one that's got me kind of pissed. Uh, the BuffaloNews.com. And this is where Leo and the media work together to make clubs look bad. Now, this story had to do with uh, Baja Vino's arrest in 2019 i guess he is like a cousin or a brother to a syndicate member i mean a mafia member out there okay uh federal agents raided pharaohs they were executing a search warrant and looking for evidence of narcotics and racketeering violations i thought they should already have that before you get the warrant but everything's messed up now the indictment alleges that uh facilitated prostitution, provided drugs and money to Pharaoh's employees in exchange for sex, uh, and facilitated the distribution of controlled substances, including cocaine and amphetamines, also as uh, Adderall, marijuana, and heroin. 
It says, and this is what pisses me off here, and it could be any damn club in this position. Grashi employed members of the Outlaws Motorcycle Club at Barrows. They have to put that one sentence in this whole thing. It has nothing to do with the Outlaws Motorcycle Club, this. Has nothing to do with them. But because some members need a job and need to go to work to provide for their families, just like you or I, but they're members of the Outlaws, so that has to be put in there. That is just insanity. And again, it could be any club. If it was members of the Hells Angels or members of the Pagans, Mongols, anybody who was in the same situation should not have had their club name put in the papers when it has nothing to do with them. That was just like that double O deal here in Chicago. They called it the Outfit and the Outlaws. It was one person. It had nothing to do with the Outlaws. It had nothing to do with them. This is the same deal here. It has nothing to do with them. But for them to mention them is ridiculous. Now, the lawyer goes on, and he is an honest businessman. I really believe it because he was the brother or cousin of this one uh, top mobster in Buffalo. That doesn't mean he's doing this. That doesn't mean he's involved in the rackets. Listen to what his attorney says. He is one of the few businesses that has surveillance cameras on all of his cash registers who allows the government access to... He allowed them. He allowed them access to all the videotapes just for asking. They didn't need a warrant. Uh, Cohen said during an interview last month he does all his business transactions by checks or credit cards to make sure... There is a paper trail. I don't know, man. Uh, usually a business like that's all cash, man. That way you can funnel it here and funnel it there. But here he is on uh, Front Street being straight up. He's doing his business to a T. Well, it's a shame he has to do that because he has been lumped in with people or associated with certain of his relatives who have histories with law enforcement. It's his relatives that have the problem. So now you're bringing a legitimate businessman into the mix, and you're bringing the Yalaw's Motorcycle Club into the mix because of somebody that has nothing to do with any of this stuff. The guy is keeping records here. If he was shady, he should have hell wouldn't let the feds have the videotapes just by asking, he would have said, give me the warrant. Uh, he criticized the government on Monday. Uh, it is disturbing to me that a federal authorities would arrest him while he is on vacation in Florida. Each and every time the feds have wanted anything from Peter, in terms of records or access, he had only been too willing to comply. I consider this conduct to be unnecessarily and vindictive. You're damn right, man. You're damn right. That is vindictive. Guy running a legitimate business 
and all these allegations come and you know what any broad in there could have said he was doing this or that you know what you really don't you know you never lie down with a stripper or at least never fall in love with them because you know how vindictive they can be but this had to do with all that and it, there's just one line about the uh, the outlaws motorcycle club in here because they made sure that people knew, oh, well, he was employing outlaw motorcycle clubs. They're classified as a gang with the DOJ. Ass nines, man. Ass nines. That's some messed up stuff. It really is. Give one line and make a club look like it's the bad guy and they didn't even do nothing but go to work. Man shot dead in Vaughn, identified as ex-Outlaws Biker. Uh, this is up north, it looks like, uh, the York Regional Police pitcher. A one-time member of the Outlaws Motorcycle Club has been identified as a victim of a fatal shooting on the Dead End Street in Vaughn. Gus Nobles, 57, of Richmond Hill, was identified on Monday as the man whose body was found on February the 25th at Teston and Rodina Road. His body was found at the end of the street. He had uh, tried to run a marijuana dispensary, but it was uh, shut down because he lacked the proper permit. Another one. Another story. Can't they just say, hey, here is a dude that was running a dispensary or tried to. And give that information. No, they got to put a one-time member. He's not even an outlaw. Of the Outlaws Motorcycle Club. They do that for shock value. And they do it to set people up. To bias that jury pool, man. So again, the outlaws didn't have nothing to do with this. This guy just happened to be a one-time member, but the name is in there. And this happens to every single club they mess with. They might have absolutely nothing to do with what is happening. But they'll put their name up in there. That right there is a sad state of affairs, man. I'm telling you, man, that gets... Can you imagine going to work... And next thing that happens, your boss comes out and says, you know what, we got to let you go. And you're sitting here, well, you know, I just got the Employee of the Month Award last uh, month, or last year, whatever it is, and now you're firing me. I've never missed work. Uh, I've worked overtime when you asked. And they come back and say, no, we can't have you because law enforcement says you're a member of a criminal gang and we don't want that tied to our product or service just because they have membership. And then you have this deal with this Pharaoh's Gentleman Club. The guy, he's always spot on. He does his business legally. And because he employed a couple outlaws, they had to put the Outlaw Motorcycle Club name in it. That is totally unfair and ridiculous. These cops are costing members of these clubs their jobs. What is with all the vindictiveness with the cops? I thought things have changed in the last 20 years. At least that's what I've been told. Everything's changed. 
Well, that sure hasn't changed, man. They're still going after club members. They're still going after bikers. So what exactly has changed besides the PC attitudes? I'm just asking, man. I really am. You know, what do you think when you see this kind of stuff in the news? And that's one of the main reasons I do cover the biker news is because I like putting a different opinion out there. Op-ed, if you will. Yeah, op-ed, that's what it is. <laughs> but a lot of these clubs, they don't talk to the press. Now, every true one percenter club, every one of them, they hesitate to talk to the media. They're not going to be out on social media talking they're not going to be out there on Facebook or YouTube or Twitter telling you how to do things. That's not how they operate. If that's the way they operated, they'd have law enforcement all over the place following their every word. That's how law enforcement does it. Why do they even have to leave the office anymore? All they have to do is turn on social media and they can see everything they want. That's why true one percenters don't do that. Is because they do know law enforcement's watching them and they're going to break down every word they say and use it against them. And the media works hand in hand with these people. Two articles. Two examples of how they do it. One guy's dead. Well, he was an ex-member. So why are you putting that in the newspaper article? Can't you just say a man was found? No, you gotta hype it up and bring them into it. Just like the Pharaoh's deal. Uh, just because he might have had family members who are some other people, doesn't mean he did anything wrong. And it doesn't mean he did anything wrong by hiring some outlaw members. He gave them a job. And as his attorney said, he was running the business on board. Receipts, checks, credit cards, so there's a money trail. Because he probably knew that his family members with the ties they had we're going to bring some heat down onto him. So he already knows people are watching him. You know, that's just my thoughts on that. What do you guys think uh, about all that we brought up today? Uh, it's a lot of good debate stuff. Again, I appreciate the subscriber for uh, throwing me that question or his viewpoint on it. Hey, it's a good debate, man. Uh, you know what? I got problems with nobody. You know, we're different generations. One's younger, I'm a different one. I lived through one uh, deal, he's living through the other. I got no BS about that stuff, so it is what it is. But when it comes to giving the full deal, you got to give both sides. You got to give it some uh, context uh, if you're going to go around talking that type of stuff. So, anyway, we're going to go over to the second half of Motorcycle Madhouse morning mayhem we're gonna bring in china dow man Ooh, china dow we get going in some conversations let me tell you man 
So go over right now to MotorcycleMadhouseRadio.com, and I'll see you over there for the second segment of uh, the show, man. Talk to you in a later.